Hello, lovely people. I'm Jamila, and this is a Grand Life Podcast where we drink wine and discuss life because life ain't half bad when you're drinking. Each episode will feature a new wine, give our two cent review, and talk about whatever is happening in our or somebody else's life. So, our grand wine of the day is Kotaki Muscat of Samos by Greek wine cellars, bottled in Marcopulo. Greece. I hope I'm saying that right. So this is a Moscato from Greece. And originally I was going to pair this with my dessert for today, but I ate two cannolis last night. So decided to just skip dessert altogether and go straight to the wine. So the rule is I don't try it until we start recording. So here goes the first sip. Well, the first pour, I should say. Let's see. It smells yummy. Okay. So let's taste. Oh boy. It is definitely, like I said, it's a dessert wine, so it's definitely sweet. But I was talking to someone about the wine and they I hadn't tasted it, but they were like, oh, I don't like Moscatos because it's going to taste like grape juice. It doesn't taste like grape juice, but it does taste yummy. But if you are someone that does not like sweet things, this is definitely not for you. But you're probably not eating dessert anyway, so you wouldn't be having a dessert wine. Um, so I was looking up information directly from Greek wine sellers, but none of the links worked on the website. So I decided to look for reviews. And Kim Marcus, a writer for the Wine Spectator, describes Kotaki as quote, presenting with heady aromas and flavors of ripe peach, dried apricot, fig, and spice. Honey and smoke accents envelop the rich and creamy finish, which lingers with luscious sweetness and tropical fruit details. All right now, wait, hold on. <laughs> so let's try this again. Let me see if it, it has all of this these things that Kim is describing. Let's try it again. Okay. Okay, definitely a little bit of spiciness. Are there any West Indian people listening? You know when they're going to make a fruit cake, particularly in the, over the holidays, and they're soaking the fruits, like the currants and everything, all year in alcohol? That's what this tastes like. It tastes like that. It tastes like if somebody made a wine out of the fruits that West Indians use in fruitcake. But let me be clear, it's not the fruitcake that has like the green and all these other colored fruits like you see. It has to be a West Indian fruitcake. That's what this tastes like. So it's very, it's it's a nice thing at night. I could definitely see it with something we, but sweet. But I could also see it with uh, pairing it with something even salty so that or, or savory so that it's not so much of a sweet hit. If you're already eating something that is like a dessert. So I think that might be a bit too much. But but it makes me happy. So I chose this wine for two reasons. One is the beautiful golden color. Like it literally looks like gold in a bottle. 
and I just thought it was so pretty. And it was from Greece, and I wanted to give a nod to a grand listener, Eleni, who is an amazing fitness coach expert, and you can follow her on Instagram at E-L-E-N-I Rock. So E-L-E-N-I-R-O-C-K. She's amazing. She goes hard. She loves Donnie Wahlberg. It's very funny. She's a great person. So she recommended a wine to me and I couldn't find it. So I did the next best thing and grabbed a wine that was Greek like her. So drop me a line on Instagram at underscore a dot grand life with your wine suggestions. I love to hear them. And I'm also currently looking for a wine to pair with the viewing of the new season of Handmaid's Tale. So I had a listener that asked me to recommend a wine for that. I personally have never watched Handmaid's Tale, but I asked them to kind of like describe it to me. So if anybody out there has seen the show and wants to give some qualities or recommend a wine, please let me know because I'd love to taste it and pass it along. So, all right, grand listeners, we're at episode two of our Dating Over 35 series. Yay! See, I, don't, I need an applause track, so I'm not like making ease and stuff on my own. Well, And your feedback has been stupendous. I love it. In episode one, we discuss where to even begin to start dating, whether it be work, online, or just being outside of your dang house. So a natural progression is once you decide on the acceptable locales to embark on your soulmate venture, the qualities you are looking for in your mate. So now we're on to the qualities, right? In your 20s, many people look for someone that's like a great dresser, has a full head of hair, and a nice smile. Child over 35, that list switched to someone that owns property, has most of his teeth, and doesn't live at home. Okay? So, um, a few days ago, I posted a list on our Instagram page entitled, The Perfect Boyfriend List. Let's stop right there. Number one, there is no such thing as perfection, so let that go. It will make you way happier in life. Stop chasing it. Period. Secondly, if you want a boyfriend, that's fine. If you want a husband, say that. Like, don't conflate the two. Either, don't conflate the two because they're not synonymous. So either you want a boyfriend or you want a husband. Say what you mean and mean what you say. So, the list that I posted online included, and I got this from the internet, um, taller than me, funny, kind of shy, respectful and caring, cute smile, tells me I'm beautiful, and accepts me. This is an 18-year-old to 25-year-old list where specificity is not that important, but the general ideas are, right? The general ideas are there. So let's look at some of the qualities they said, like respectful and caring. What does caring actually mean to you? What does that look like? Do you want someone who will hug you when you are sad or does caring mean they just send you an occasional text message to check up on you? Caring is too broad, so narrow it down to be specific. He or she can tell you that you're beautiful, but you can be cute as hell and they could be unfaithful as hell all in the same breath. So honesty, sincerity, being financially sound, etc. These are all a little more specific, but we're going to get into that a bit more. So, I was having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine, and we were discussing this very topic, and I shared my own list journey, because yes, I had a list with her, and she was like, ooh, you have to tell this story. So, here we go. Prior to meeting my husband, I created a list. 
the list. Now, this list was edited and amended from a previous list because, like I just told you, I, I wasn't specific enough, right? And there were things that clearly omitted, and guess what? There were qualities that were clearly omitted in my ex. So I said, let me go ahead and get even more specific so I can actually attract a mate with these qualities that spoke to the love and affection that I needed and wanted. So I created a five-page list. Now, don't worry. The journal that I wrote this in was extremely small. So it probably isn't more than close to a page, like an eight and a half by 11 regular page. It was close to just one side of that. And I read it regularly. Now, one of the key components to getting the things on your list is to lift them into reality. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe this, but you you can do that in whatever way feels natural to you. For me, I prayed on it. That's the way I did it. But for you, it could be reading it daily, somehow breathing life into it. Some people like post things around the house, like your little stickies. Um, you can do that too. So whatever feels right to you, that is the way you want to lift it. So it's not just something you wrote and put aside, but it kind of is, it becomes almost part of your energy. So let me be clear. This is not to say it is a checklist. That's a huge mistake, but make it a list that you give energy to so that that energy is then returned to you in the main if that makes sense. Okay. So I turned mine into a prayer. That was what I did. And I edited it over time because I wanted to be very, very clear. And just for you grand listeners, I actually went and looked for my list because I don't, it wasn't something I keep near me anymore. So I was looking through my bookshelves and I found my old journal where my list was. So I decided to share some of my list components with you. So I'll, I'll give you four. One is I wrote, a man, I wanted a man who is kind and generous to the less fortunate. A man who is hungry and proactively makes efforts to see and spend time with me. A man who goes on the weight roller coaster with me and is supportive. And a man that likes to touch me, not just in a sexual way, but can like kiss my hand, shoulder, rub my back, put his hand on the small of my back for no reason at all. So these are actual quotes from my list. I did not paraphrase. This is actually what I wrote. And I began this list on November 8th, 2009, because yes, I put a date on it and I amended it over time. Um, but I don't know when I did the amendments, but I can see like the handwriting changing. I can see the ink changing, different color pens. So it was definitely edits that were made. So let's go over some of these things. So I wanted a man who was kind and generous to the less fortunate. Now, here's the thing. It's easy to be nice and helpful to people who are on par with you. But what do you do to the least of us or what you do to the least of us, the most downtrodden? That says so much about a person. And I wanted to be with someone who was willing to help even when they didn't have to. And I also wanted, I used to like to say, like, I want somebody that's hungry for me. But even that needed to be more specific. What did that mean? And at the time, for me, it meant that I wanted a mate that made time to see me and did so with a fervor that made me know he wanted me, right? So I wasn't a an afterthought, like, oh, yeah, I'll go see her, maybe I'll, no. Like, it was very intentional, very thought out, and was very clear in word and action that I was the person they wanted to spend time with. 
So, the other thing was about the weight roller coaster. Now, let's be clear, I'm a big girl. And I'm thick, and sometimes there's more meat on the bone than the other times. And I didn't, I, I, I didn't want someone who met me on the lighter side, then was ready to bounce when he saw the swing. Like you know the swing, when one side of the pendulum you swing to one side and you're thin, and then you the other side is it, a mess. Okay, and it looks like you ate all the cookies in the store, even the cookies you really didn't want. Yeah, that that swing. So I didn't want someone that could not go on that ride with me because I already knew. I knew I know who I am and I wanted to be very clear about that. So, and I can tell you when I the first time I cooked for my husband, I had on a pair of boy shorts and a t-shirt. That's very cute. And <laughs> the boy shorts I can still fit in, but that t-shirt, child, a t-shirt long gone. So, you know, I wanted and he's still around. So, right, I wanted someone that could go on that ride with me. So, that was important. So I don't want to hear anything if I gain five pounds or 15 pounds. Like, I'm not going to let it get out of hand, but don't don't start talking to me and suggesting crazy things. I'm not doing it. So I wanted somebody that could do that. And I also remember saying I wanted someone that was caring. Again, too general. But I wanted a man that knew how to be affectionate without being sexual. So you know when you see those couples going to the movies and each person has their hand in the other person's back pocket, feeling on their booty, and we all go, give me a break, right? But secretly, we all want that affection. So uh, (laughs) maybe you don't want the booty feels on the way to see X-Men, but affection, I wanted affection in a way that made me feel warm and gooey inside. And I was honest with myself and I knew I wanted the booty feels. So yes, I did put that on the list around what affection looked and felt like to me. So I made this list my mantra, but only in my private spaces. I didn't discuss it. I didn't use it as a checklist and I didn't lead with it. My friends didn't know I had it. They didn't know it existed. And, but I did pray on it regularly. That was my way of kind of creating it and, and ingraining it into my energy. So, but I felt like that was my business. The list was my business. It was very private. And my husband didn't even know about it um, once we met, and even after we got married. So I think at some point I told him that I'd found everything I had on my list in him. Oh, isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I promise you, I didn't realize that right away. It wasn't until we were in deep in the relationship that I went back to the list and said, oh shoot, he did it. Like that was it. And I didn't keep this list in my head and watch to see like if he littered and said, mm, he littered, he doesn't care about the environment. I'm out. Like I didn't do that. Right. Cause that's almost like using your list as a weapon and people are human and they make mistakes. So I, I, I didn't use it in that way, but I think I just breathed life into it. So it became part of my energy and then it became part of the energy I attracted. So I really don't know how else to say that, but that's how I feel it went. So I promise you, this was not the original way <laughs> I thought this episode was going to go. I didn't, I wasn't looking to embark on sharing my own personal journey with this list, but I do think that lists are important for several reasons. Lists help you to really narrow down the things you're looking for, but also weed out the superficial BS, right? A lot of people put in lists, oh, I want my husband to be this height and the, 
let me tell you something. People are not getting divorced because your mate is not the height you wanted. Like, that's not it. Okay, so be specific about the things that really are going to matter in the long run versus what that initial surface level attraction piece has to be. That doesn't mean you don't put things on there like being sexually compatible and things like that. That doesn't mean you don't put those on there, but at the same time, be realistic and don't be so superficial in the ask, right? Now, here's the other thing. (laughs) Please make sure you don't have anything on your list that you don't have yourself. If you're asking for a man with a full head of hair, but your hairline starts at your ears, stop the madness, okay? Take that wig off, scratch your bald head, and love that man with his toupee and keep it moving, okay? Like, we're not going to do that. Don't be a hypocrite. (laughs) Make sure you have those things. I often hear, oh, like, he has to have good credit. I need him to be in the 800s. You in the 250s. Like, (laughs) you are not evenly yoked. He is not looking for you if you're in the 250s. So, Just make sure that the work you're asking somebody else to have done on themselves and their character, you've already put in that work on yourself because that also adds to whatever energy you're giving out and what you're going to attract. So that I can say, hmm, this wine is really sweet. I've often wondered why they would give you extra sweet wine to go with a dessert that's already sweet. I don't know about that, but But this, I will say, I would not do this with dessert. This would just be the dessert. So, good job for eating my cannolis a day ahead of time. Woohoo! All right. (laughs) So, I'm introducing a new segment called In Their Defense. You'll see what I mean in a minute. So, let's talk about Kim Kardashian. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, you can moan and groan all you want. Okay, but I have something to say. I have watched, you know, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians show since it first aired. But, you know, I watch it while I'm doing things like putting away the laundry, things like that. So it's not part of my must-see TV list, but I watch enough. And everyone right now is upset that she's not going to law school, but is studying to take the bar exam in California, saying her privilege is allowing her to skip necessary steps to become a lawyer. Now... In her defense, Vermont, California, Virginia, and Washington State are all all allow you to sit for the bar exam after you have completed several tasks, including rigorous apprenticeships with licensed attorneys, right? So in California, you have to apply, pay your fee, have at least 60 college credits, then enter into an apprenticeship for one year, take the baby bar, pass it, then continue your apprenticeship for the next three years, and then take the California bar exam. Listen, first of all, who knew Kim had 75 college credits? 75, yes she did. Okay, get it Kim, because they need to put that on the episode, that's important to know. And then, on top of running all of her other businesses, According to CNBC, she has been doing an additional 18 hours of apprenticeship with Van Jones, studying after putting the kids to bed, which now she has three of them. I don't know about you, but in her defense, I give her crazy props, all right? She knew she would receive backlash, and regardless, she still moved forward. And guess what? This option is open to anyone, 
Okay, that's right. If I lived in California, Vermont, Virginia, or Washington State, I too could be on my way to being Jamila Esquire. Yes, I could. But I'm not that damn committed, so it's not going to happen. But... In her defense, let's stop acting like we wouldn't do the same thing if we could. And quite frankly, you can. Why should she go another route when this one was open to her, regardless of her stature or notoriety? And who said, like, who goes around and says, I'm going to go take the long, painful route, even though both will get me to the same place? Like, I'm that just, that's ridiculous and foolish, okay? People have been talking about Kim and her family forever, So why should she care if people continue to do so? It only helps her businesses and it also allowed her to be instrumental in the release of the 63-year-old great-grandmother, Alice Marie Johnson, who already served a 20-year sentence for a non-violent drug offense. That's bananas, but she sure did help to get that lady um, released. Listen, if Kim wants to get my grandmama's ass out of jail with her baby bar studying behind... I'm all for it. Please get somebody great-grandmama out of jail, okay? So, in her defense, I'm here for it, Kim. Much respect. I'm proud of you, okay? So, mm, I love you all. Email me your thoughts, wine suggestions, things you think of, things you think of, or things you've read. Okay, you can email me at a.grandenterprises at gmail.com or hit the Instagram page underscore a.grand, G R A N D, life. And don't forget to share. Okay, you guys are all awesome. I love you so much. I appreciate you sharing the link, giving me your feedback, passing it on to your friends. I really do. And remember, it's a grand life. Have a drink and enjoy. I'm Jamila and we'll talk soon.